0: Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I am the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is the Philosophical Equations of Economics. They are free for viewing and uh, available as um, an attachment uh, at philosophypublishing.com. Along with me is my panelist and colleague and co-host, Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale and Wharton as a venture capitalist on the West Coast. Good to see you, Rick. And you. The purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media, and this week the media is all upset and just alive and abuzz with President Trump's uh, sudden negotiations with the Democrats. And so the title of this episode is going to be Political Competition, President Trump and His Newly Acquired Friends on the Democratic Side. So uh, there's been much to do about uh, Trump uh, beginning negotiations with the leaders of the Democratic Party, and um, uh, he's done so to obtain his objectives. Of course, uh, he'll have to do some horse trading, uh, give up some of the things that are on um, On his agenda, well, he was going to have to give up some of the... uh, In order to get something that's on his agenda, he's going to have to give up some things that are on their agenda. Naturally. Uh, When you're in a situation that calls for compromise, uh, we all have to give up something to get something. And uh, there once was a fairy named Nuff. Fair enough. But the question remains in everybody's mind... Why does he go to the other side? I know the conservative talk show hosts are worried about this because he's meeting with the Democrats, and some talk show hosts are very, very worried about it. But the philosophical angle is not so worried about it. Uh, First, the Republicans have not been able to give him any of his objectives that that he's outlined. Uh, during his campaign uh, when he was running for president, uh, they couldn't deliver uh, a repeal or, or a, repl- a repeal and replace of the Obamacare program. So, uh, uh, that they did so well previously uh, and often during the years of the Obama administration, many times uh, they offered a uh, And passed a repeal or repeal and replace—I don't remember what it Um, was—but of course, uh, President Obama vetoed it. But nevertheless, they passed it. And now, uh, suddenly, when they're in the majority, they can't pass the thing. Uh, The word "hypocritical" comes to mind, but you know, maybe maybe I'm being too uh, too cruel. Uh, secondly, on the other topics that uh, the Trump administration looks to achieve, uh, such as lower taxation, the Republican Congress is, uh, has not been able to deliver anything. Uh, the, the wall on the Mexican border is also a, has also been a non-starter and, and it was actually I, I actually heard in a news report that uh, uh, Speaker of the House uh, Paul Ryan has said that the, the wall is not going to be built at all. So I don't know what to do there. but and on, Oh, yeah, and on the Senate side, uh, the Republicans complained that they need 60 votes in order to uh, pass anything. They declared that they, uh, they're not going to uh, waive the 60-vote requirement, uh, which is a Senate rule, and, and they're not going to bring it down to 50 like the Democrats have done in the past to get something that's important to them uh, passed. They, uh, they've lowered it. They've, they've gotten rid of the filibuster rule. So essentially, both Houses have declared to uh, President Trump that they're not going to deliver anything or or possibly not going to deliver much uh, of his agenda. It does seem that they are working on a a tax package, but um, really, um, who can believe them? Uh, So the House and Senate Republicans are are probably not going to deliver anything or or not much. and, uh, And so... President Trump does a surprising move, or or perhaps it's not so surprising. He begins to negotiate with the Democrats to uh, at least get something of his agenda through. He's being pragmatic and looking to at least be able to get part of his campaign promises through uh, the Houses of Congress and bring it to law. And I'd like to surmise that the most important piece of legislation in his administration is the, is the tax package. And really, the corporate tax package is probably the most important thing uh, to him and to his administration and, and to, uh, and it should be to the Republicans as a whole. President Trump has, has noted that the United States is out of line with the rest of the world. Uh, with uh, with regard to its taxation being way too high, uh, and I, I believe it's in the area of ni- uh, 39%, and other countries in the Western world are can be as low as 15%, such as Ireland, and and thus uh, corporate profits remain overseas, and they're held in these low taxation countries uh, in order to promote growth uh, uh, of their uh, of the of their corporation. And President Trump would like to see the U.S. tax p- policy become competitive. So, speaking of competition, this is what is uh, is what is he employing now uh, with his negotiations with the Democrats. He's bringing competition to the Republicans. And this is very interesting. And why would he do this? Because, well, I, I think he's doing it because everybody knows competition brings efficiency and performance to any marketplace, including the political marketplace. And the, the, the winner of any competition will do well uh, in this next political election, uh, no matter which side wins in this little, uh, to, to bring forth the, the best package. So why does the philosophical angle weigh in on this development? Uh, it's because it brings up a good opportunity to talk about the nature of competition and why it brings goodness and why it could bring good- goodness to the, the political arena of ideas. And so I want to I ask, what is, what is within competition that will make the participants perform where production and results were not there before, were not there before, what is it about competition that makes markets more efficient? And so let's find out. Well, let's first define competition. Competition is the convergence and divergence of a priority by two or more entities. What did I just say? Um... Well, okay, to explain. All of life's decisions for any of, of life's entities is that we do things in order to bring goodness into our lives. Our decisions are made to bring goodness into each of our lives. And, that's the, and, and, and so every decision that we make is the setting up of a, a sacrifice in order to achieve a reward. And the reward is used to the betterment of our life. However, sometimes in the course of our constructing our sacrifice, in order to achieve a, a reward, another entity will have the same objective. And it will have the same objective of, 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 of making the same type of sacrifice to achieve a reward resulting from the the, the similar sacrifice. And when another entity has the same priority and works to achieve the same priority, this is the convergence of what I call the law of competition. And you can see it everywhere you look in the economic marketplace. Take a look at the, the car market. Many companies throughout the world come to the U.S. automobile market to sell their automobiles. And and the international corporate entities, they all have the same priority, which is to sell to the same set of buyers inside the United States. But something else goes on within competition. Once the automobile companies are here selling the automobiles into the, the marketplace, they undergo something what I call divergence of their products, that is, they try to make their cars a little bit different from from all the other ones that are within the marketplace. They they, they are trying to diverge away from direct competition, and they do this by they create new attributes, and new features um, within their products, and and uh, such as styling the. The engine, the, si- the size of the car, the engine size, the the, the, the engine performance, the price, and, and the list goes on. Uh, the variance is tremendous because the marketplace is, is large in and, and, uh, itself. And why do they do this? They do this because direct competition is inimical. It's inimical to oneself and and, and throughout all of life. Uh they do this because the resources pertaining to the priority is is limited. And that's when the priority that's when when the priority, when the reward is limited, and when life entities compete for the limited prioritized limited reward, there comes less reward available. And so competition is basically and I mean direct competition, is, is inimical to, to all of life. Thus, competition produces a conversion. It differentiates. Competition produces a, a will to differentiate and causes this divergence which causes goodness. And all of life does this. So, my conclusion here is that a little competition in the political uh, arena generated by the uh, Trump administration uh, is going to cause the parties in Congress to compete, and and I think it's a good thing. So I'm going to ask Rick, what does he think about all this going on with President Trump now uh, talking with the Democratic Party? What do you think?
1: Um, Well... It does hearken back to the era of Ronald Reagan, uh, who actually was uh, up against the Democratic majority and was still able to get much of his um, uh, legislative priority through over time, not immediately over time. Um, But this is reaching across the aisle is a longstanding um, practice in the United States at the presidential level. Um, nothing new. Uh, it, it sort of fell into advance under Obama because he simply wouldn't do it. But uh, that's certainly not that's not the norm. Uh, so, in, in a sense, history is repeating itself. Uh, no one's going to be happy with any of the... Com- no. Everyone will be unhappy with elements of whatever the compromise is. Um, I personally don't favor allowing uh the DACA dreamers to, to get citizenship because I think I still think they you know they broke the law, the trans broke the law, it it's gonna it serve as a magnet. But you know, if that's the price for getting um, e verified through or other le- legislative priorities like that, um, that's the way it's gonna roll out. Um Neither side can get everything they want. Uh, I think the way the American public will view this uh, will work enormously to uh, President Trump's favor. I, I think the American public, um, at least the average person, Democrat or Republican, uh, says, you know, pox in both your houses, they recognize... Uh, the Republicans for, for what they are obstructionist in many respects. The Democrats are no better, and you know probably worse. Um, and just as important, it and I think reasserts Trump's authority. It's a smackdown to McConnell. It's a smackdown to John McCain. Very direct, very obviously. Um, you know he's shown them up for what they are. Um, did I like the fact that you would go to the Democrats to delay the, um, the, the death ceiling negotiation? Uh, not particularly. It should be addressed sooner rather than later. Um, but was it the right decision to get the funds to the victims of uh, the recent uh, hurricanes? Of course. Obviously. And that's the way it's going to be viewed by the American public. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or Republican. It was obvious that needed to be done. It needed to be done quickly, and if you, if you had to give away something for that, by way of a, a you know a, a more distant and more fractious negotiation, it was still the right call. So you know I think um, Trump is is returning to form in terms of how pres- presidents have um, historically acted, uh, and also I think he's bolstered uh, his leadership. Uh, image at the expense of both the um, Democratic and the Republican le- Republican legislators, but particularly the Republican.
0: Will he alienate his base?
1: No. No, because, you know, there are a lot of the base that think, get rid of McConnell. Um, get rid of, uh, you know, John Flake. Get rid of McCain. Uh, they're not doing what they're supposed to do anyway. So they're as bad as the Democrats. Okay. And they're actually, they, they actually are, are increasingly, I think, trusting.
0: Yeah, there's a, um, I think the lawyers have a saying that if everybody walks away from a deal unhappily, it was a good deal.
1: Yeah, right. That's right.
0: So, uh, okay. So maybe, uh, maybe competition is bringing in the Democrats is, is something that's good. We'll uh, we'll see. Rick, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Philosophical Angle.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on The Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.